Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse. And before I get started, I just want to thank you guys so much for showing up every week, for listening to the podcast. And if it's really hitting you the way the numbers are showing me it is, if you would subscribe, that would be such a bonus. I would really appreciate that because it will help me to get the podcast out. Now, let us get started with the beautiful Alma Lara. Alma is an international speaker, transformational life coach, and author. Alma was born in Mexico and moved to the U.S. 25 years ago. She has three beautiful kids. In 2011, her personal and professional life was transformed after receiving her son's diagnosis of autism sharing her journey with other families at work and with friends wherever she could gave her the opportunity to inspire others with her example of strength and hope. In doing so, she awakened to her true calling in life. Alma realized that she wanted to help families that were going through what she experienced with her son, and she decided to become a life coach, and she got her certification in 2015. Her learning experience as a life coach gave her the tools to help others as she was able to transform her own struggles with autism into incredible opportunities of growth. Through this process, she was able to understand how to enjoy life even in the most challenging times. Today, Alma is a marketing director for an assisted living company. She is an autism advocate and allied to the LGBTQ community, bilingual transformational life coach, inspirational speaker, and forthcoming author. Good afternoon, my friend. It is such a joy to have you here. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Oh my goodness. My good good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me here and Given me the opportunity to share, you know, some light into these difficult times we're, we're living, I think it's the struggle is collective right now. Yes. So it's such an honor in these difficult times to, you know, 
share some light um, coming from my own experiences. And mm. I really hope that this, you know, inspires someone, helps someone to see their situation challenging in a different light. That will be amazing. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes. So as we were talking before we got started recording, I remember when I met you online and you were living what seemed like a very normal life. You were married, you had children. It seemed very (laughs) traditional to me. And the American dream. (laughs) Yes, it was, you know, the American dream that you were living. And all of a sudden, quickly, Mm -hmm. it transformed your daughter. uh, Realized she was having trouble with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and went into rehab. And you had to face so much in your own self, I noticed. And Mm -hmm. you were so honest with it. And then your son was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And then your other son came out as trans. Yes, yes. The order, it started, everything it started with my son. Um, I uh-huh. diagnosed with autism and, mm. you know, and then my daughter and then my divorce, and then my, my trans son. And yes, I've been very, very open about my struggles because I really feel like this is what life is all about. Like really life is not a perfect happiness. Happiness is not, you know, a constant moment. Happiness is just, I always think happiness is full of little moments that we create for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in between those moments, there is a lot of growth, a lot of work, Mm -hmm. a lot of commitment to ourselves to show up. Yeah. And between those moments we learn, we're in pain, it's great, it's chaotic, it's, it's uncertain, and then then we have a happy moment, right? So it's this combination of, you know, learning experiences, taking the best of each situation, and this happy moment that makes life so rich and unique and wonderful. So when we don't share those moments, mm. when we just share the happy moment yeah and we we're missing those incredible opportunities because it's in between when we're in the challenge when we are struggling when we're looking for answers when Mm -hmm. we're you know standing up for ourselves and when we're like on the ground crying on the floor sobbing during the Mm -hmm. weekend you know yes that is when where the growth is and it's so sad that we as a society we are structured to no sharing those mm. moments. Like we are, you know, there's so much shame in the pain and in the challenging and it could be a sign of weakness. So that is why I share honestly, because I really truly believe that that is my mission. Honestly, like I, I feel that the experiences that I, i been very blessed to have and I can call them a blessing yes. like really I can do that yeah. they are not for me to keep but mm. to share that 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 was the main reason like I'm not gonna go through this you can <laughs> learn you you're gonna you know get to the other side and your mission is to share this so other people can actually see that there is there is another way to look at their struggles, that there is light 
And that's pretty much why I share. I love it. And when you first, when your son was first diagnosed, was it a sense of relief? Because up until that time, perhaps you knew something? You know, I think in my growth, you know, who I'm uh, uh, right now, I'm able to to talk from, you know, a place where I, I learn a lot in this yes. process. I was not this person, no. you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And actually, when my son was diagnosed, I was very scared and I I was very determined to mm-hmm. heal him. I really, truly believe that it was kind mm-hmm. of benign, you know, the autism. And I, you know, I researched so much and did so much. And I, I, I just wanted him to recover from that thing. Uh-huh. Like I didn't see autism as a, a blessing or something that would teach me something. Mm-hmm. I was just focus on getting him better. Mm. And the most amazing thing that happened is like, he healed me. Uh, you know, I love I, when he was diagnosed, I wanted to heal him thinking mm. that there's something wrong with this kid and I'm going to get him better. Obviously that process was very uh, helpful for his improved he improved a lot we did a lot of therapy and I researched a lot of things and so I'm very proud that I did that work with him mm-hmm. but in the process I learned there's nothing wrong with my boy yeah he is the one that healed me he touched part of my soul that I didn't even know you know knew that existed wow. and make me find my prophecy life because I didn't know I wanted to help people I didn't know I wanted to to share and I didn't know that I was so strong that I mm. I was you know all these amazing qualities that he made me see you know really look into myself for the first time mm. in my life because that perfect life that you were mentioning like oh you know she got like you know perfect pictures and and then you know the husband and, you know the job and the kids going to the private school like all this was just such a, a very nice comfortable life Mm. but that was not my real life like that was not you know sometimes I always say that when someone asks you know tell me about your life we always talk about you know the job we have the kids that you know we have and material stuff or Mm -hmm. you know I have this house or live in the city I have these kids but you know if you think about it that's what happens if everything is taken away from you. Like what happens if you lose your job or you, your kid die or, you know, you get someone gets sick or, you know, you lose that identity because that's what defines who you are. You know, it's an external part of it. And obviously these are circumstances that will like impact your life, but they are not your life. And if you get to find out who you really are, if you really get to find out the thing that will walk with you wherever you go, no mm-hmm. matter what, that will always stay and it never will fade because it will always be with you. If you get to like have that very clear, it just completely transforms you in a very positive way. So I think that that was a process for him. Like, yeah, I was scared then in this process of getting him better, I realized, wait a minute, like he's perfectly fine. I'm the one that needed 
this awareness. I'm the one that needed to find myself. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I did, and it was amazing and completely transformed the way I see his autism, the way I see myself and, you know, my life and my family. So it was a beautiful, it was a blessing. I know it's hard to say when autism is a hard, it's a hard diagnosis, you know, for, for parents. I'm not minimizing anything because it is hard. But I think that you can definitely find the blessing in any circumstances and find you know, the learning, yeah, what really is behind that pain and that fear and that, mm. you know, being scared of something that, you know, is new to you. So, right. So yeah. how do you look at his autism now versus when you first got the diagnosis? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, my son is the most pure love yes. you could yeah. ever, <laughs> you know, be in touch with this. Um, it's just, so amazing. He's, he's such a beautiful boy. His feelings are so raw, mm-hmm. you know, so unique. So I think I see, I cannot think about him not being who he is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that his autism makes him who he is. It's part of who he is. I, I think it's a very different idea of what I had when he first was diagnosed Mm -hmm. and uh, it just changed completely the way I see this challenge Mm -hmm. with him you know Mm -hmm. I think that parents that have kids with any you know special needs it's just an opportunity for us as parents to again look into that trend that faith that hope that those things that you you know, you need something very deep, very powerful to yeah. cook that up you know, from from the bottom of your soul and right. bring it right up. Mm. Yeah. So I'm so curious, before this happened, did you have a strong belief in some sort of faith or God or the universe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I always believe I'm very spiritual, very, very spiritual. Uh, I was raised as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I kind of changed. I, I won't say it changed. I think I was, you know, living in a bubble, to yes. be honest. Before I moved to Washington, I lived in Michigan. Mm-hmm. All my friends were Mexicans and well, we have all the same beliefs. So we were Catholic and, you know, you have this idea of what life is and what, you know, morals are and whatever. I moved to Washington and I remember my first job. I was working in a restaurant and in this restaurant, I met incredible people. It was just mm-hmm. amazing. Like everybody was so nice. And I think probably after three to five months after, I learned that I think 60% of the, my friends at mm-hmm. work were gays, homosexual and oh, wow. families. And I I was in shock. It was oh. like, you know, when I, when Sandra Claus, you know, they tell you like Santa Claus is not real. Right. Because I always had this idea of, I've never met a gay people homosexual before in my life. It was just about, you know, obviously you see like movies or people talk mm. about it or, you know, your religion, and mm. you know, tell you what this idea of horrible people this is. And I was in shock and I felt like how in the world God will not love these people. Like, you know, I felt 
very upset with my religion, kind of, mm-hmm. because I felt like I was lied to somehow. You know, I, I just felt I cannot be in a religion that says that these human beings are not welcome mm-hmm. in the the table with God. And I just couldn't see myself believing that. It was really hard. It was really hard because, yeah. you know, my family, they're, they're all Catholic. Like, and, and it took me a, a moment to really, you know, start making my own ideas and creating my own connection with God and understanding that I believe, you know, in a God that uh, loves equally, that is mm-hmm. a one big Thing that is so pure and that will never judge or question or you know ask for anything. It's just pure love. You know, I, I don't need anything that as our human minds can understand this love. We call it God, but it has no name. Like it's this yes. powerful, incredible, big, huge energy that uh, rules the world and make all these miracles happen. And mm. so I was just not you know just couldn't do it like I just said like no I choose these people like Mm -hmm. I felt that way and then my friend introduced me to a Christian church that I still go and they're more like open and I think I'm related more with their message you know still religion is religion I don't consider myself a religious person anymore Mm -hmm. I have a lot of faith Mm -hmm. in God and I have a very, very strong, more than ever, yeah. relationship with my God of understanding because now I accept and that everybody has their own way to connect with that divine, you know, energy within them, right. which I feel like we all have. So, yeah, I choose to, you know, to that path that it's very familiar to me, that is, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus and Christianity. But I walk with my own beliefs, you know, and making sure that any step I'm taking, it's aligned with what I believe in my heart is truth. Yeah. And uh, thank God, you know, they, they don't question you uh, when you go to church Sundays and the entrance <laughs> <laughs> because they will not let me in. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm very happy right now with my, my beliefs and my faith has taken me you know, so far, you know, in any situation I relate to that, that incredible, you know, power that I feel, I feel it in my daily life. So, yeah. Right. And you had to dig down into it to find it, to deal with not only your son's diagnosis of autism, but then you had a daughter who went through rehab for alcoholism. And then fast forward, when did your other son come out as trans? Yeah, so my situation with my son, Castor, is just very new. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I, you know, I wanted to to talk to you this month, obviously, is Pride Month. And the more I know about, you know, trans kids and mm-hmm. their struggles and their challenges, and it breaks my heart as mm-hmm. a mother to know, you know, we had a two-hour session in a children's hospital with a gender clinic, which took more than a year on a waiting list to get there. Wow. But finally, we did, and we have this amazing talk with the, you know, 
therapists and, you know, doctors and people that will support my son through this journey. Mm -hmm. And it really broke my heart to know that not all kids obviously are supported by their parents. It broke my heart to know that that is the main reason why they are suicidal mm. or, you know, think their worth, their lives are not worthy mm. of li- being living. And it just, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because as a parent, I think you are the first person. If your parent mm. cannot look into your eyes and you cannot feel accepted and loved and care. I mean, the chances of getting that support outside, right? you know, at that age, you know, when they're just 12, 13, I mean, probably older, you mm-hmm. can find a group that will support you. But at that age, you are everything to your parents, right? right. At that age, when you're figuring things out, you are everything to your parents. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something to talk about. I mean, I was very public with the situation too because I, I'm you know I'm not ashamed. I don't have one little thought of you know oh this is wrong or I mean it's just pure pure love I have for my son. Okay, so let's go back to before you worked at that place that you worked at with your gay friends. And you had never met anybody who was gay. So I think that prepared you, you know, that because I think some of the judgment is because people don't know and and they're afraid. They're Mm -hmm. afraid about what it means. And there's judgment coming from religion. So what would you say to a parent who's afraid that, afraid of what it means for the child, afraid Mm -hmm. Of just the word trans, what you yeah. say? I think that that is a very selfish way to approach homosexuality and transgender issues. And I feel like when someone shares something like that with you, mm-hmm. and you think about yourself instead of thinking about you know them and mm-hmm. that bravery to expressing who they are in this difficult, like I think it's more an opportunity to look at yourself mm. and look what this feeling is teaching me about myself. Mm. Why I feel this urge to judge or to, you know, reject or mm-hmm. to just be scared or afraid. Mm-hmm. What is this telling me about me? Mm. You know, I think that when we are selfish, it's very easy for us to think about, you know, if someone, so let's say, you know, my my friends, you know, come and they're, you know, they're gay or they said they're homosexual. And I feel like that is something that is wrong. If you, let's say, I'm religious and I'm Catholic and that is wrong. And God says that that's not okay. I think that when I don't take a second to think about the other person, it's very easy to react and very easy to blame and very easy to, it's just a very selfish, I I don't know if I'm Mm -hmm. explaining myself correctly, but I feel like 
when you have these opportunities to look at yourself and why you're feeling this way and, you know, why it's making you feel the way it is, it, it's a learning opportunity there. I feel like we don't take that time for ourselves. So how would you recommend a parent take the time for themselves to sit with their feelings and to do that self-inquiry? Because you think about the other person, you know, for my son, when he said to me, you know, mom, I just, I've had this since, you know, fourth grade and, you know, this is how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. For me, right away, and I think it's because my experience as a life coach and because my experience with my kids and my struggles with with Luca and and with my daughter Camila, I think at that moment, I was right away and thinking, wow, wow, you know, how brave it is from you to tell me. Wow, you know, like, thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for, you know, creating this moment. And so you trust me enough to know me as a mother, to know that I love you and that I will be open to hear from you telling me this. Just that thought can completely change your first communication with your kid. Because it's not about, oh my God, you know, you're not coming from a place of scarcity. You're coming from a place of understanding. You're coming from a place of acceptance. And what you you say, you love your kids unconditional. This is a perfect time to really prove your kids that this is unconditional, that there is no condition for me to accept you and love you and care for you. And I heard one time, so it's funny, but I heard one time before knowing that I will have a trans kid, I remember hearing someone talking about coming out and say, if you ever have a kid coming up, never tell them, oh, I still love you. Never Mm -hmm. say that. And I remember that, you know, I kind of remember when he told me, I remember here like saying, wow. I get it now because mm. it's like when you say, I still love you, it's kind of, you're saying this, it's kind of wrong or it's kind of, you know, mm. bad, you know, it's kind of adding a bad, but it's like when you do something bad or something wrong and you say like, I still love you, you uh, know, yeah. and that is very easy to say it because it's, you know, it's just, I remember Almost saying it, to be honest, when I was mm. having this conversation. And I, I was like, no, you know, I, I love you. I love you so much. I'm so happy that you shared this moment with me. Mm. I'm so happy that you're brave. That tells a lot about the, the type of person you are and the character. It's not easy. Mm. It's not easy. And, and now from there, we, we went into, you know, talking, understanding more about had no clue. I said, you have to teach me, you have to educate me about yes. this issue because I don't know. And yeah, I mean, it's been an amazing learning experience. And, you know, you asked me the advice you will give to mothers if they're ever, you know, are in this particular situation and it will be, don't be selfish. Don't mm. think about, you know, you in that moment. Just give your, your kid the reassurance, you know, that they need in that moment, give them the love that you are prepared to give as a mother. 
mm-hmm. and the understanding that you know they have your back like that you have their back they have mm-hmm. you and you will get through this if you have issues with your religion if you think that god loved your precious perfect kid mm-hmm. the way it is mm-hmm. that's your problem mother mm-hmm. you know you need to work on yourself but you cannot bring all this to your kid because they are already working so hard mm-hmm. in trying to be this perfect person that society mm-hmm. said, you know, they have to be this. And it's just a lot of pressure for them. Yeah. You know, I really feel like we're very selfish sometimes and we don't think about where their kids are coming from, what their own experiences are, mm-hmm. you know, teaching us and telling us and yeah, just be open to learn from that. Be open. You don't have to be in an agreement 100% because probably you need to work in a lot of things. Mm. But just don't bring that to the first struggle. Don't bring that to that process because it's already hard for them, you know? So I think that has been amazing. I mean, I'm so proud of my my son. He did so good at school. He had friends. The, the teachers talked so beautifully about him. And and I truly believe I have a lot of, you know, part of him being okay emotionally. Absolutely. You know, uh, mentally, physically, that the way we are approaching this challenge is full of love, like I said, understanding, support, and he feels that, he knows that, and um, I really believe that all parents have this capacity, like though we all have this in us to be that. You don't need to be an amazing parent, an amazing person, an amazing, you just need to let that motherly love, Mm. you know, be heavier and be more than the fears and the, you know, what people will say and the religion and all these things, because that is all going to affect not in the best positive way to, you know, what you're already going through. So, Well, I would say he has got a really amazing mother. Amazing. And really lucky to have you to go through this with, you know, not every parent is able to go through it so easily. So let me ask you this. You have gone through one uncertainty to another uncertainty to another uncertainty in your life, and you managed somehow to have, I don't want to say a positive attitude because that it doesn't have the depth that I'm looking for, but you have a way of being that is, Loving and kind, both to yourself and to others. So what advice would you give people? Because we are all going through very uncertain times now. Yep. And we're going to continue. What advice would you give to people going through these really uncertain times? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that when we start talking and you share, oh my God, I mean, this world, like what's happening and that you had all this, you know, heaviness you know what the world looks like yeah and I may have the most naive answer you know (laughs) to what you're asking me Mm. but I will tell you this 
if you focus on the big picture, mm. it will always be too overwhelming, too much, mm. too impossible mm. to address. Like there's some things that I cannot even put my hands on that I don't even understand what they are happening. Mm. So my way to live is I reduce my view into what I have here. So I wake up every day and I'm very grateful that I'm, you know, in a house that is protects me from the weather, that my kids have their own bedrooms, that even in the the struggle of living in a divorce you know, with the mm-hmm. with the divorced couple, that they're still loving, kind, good humans. Mm-hmm. That I I wake up and I can kiss them and tell them how much I love them, and then I take a car that drives and takes me to my office, and I drive and I look at the views of ninety which is amazing. I have the water at the mountains and I've been able to see incredible sunrises and rainbows and starts and a lot of rain because I live in Seattle. (laughs) And then I get to my work and I get to work with older people that are the most beautiful humans. And I get to work with families, helping them to you know, transition into assisted living, which is a very hard transition for some families. And then I go home and I honestly feel that if you want to feel better about the world, Mm -hmm. don't look too far. (laughs) Don't look too far. Look at what you have here right now in this moment, the things that you can touch, that you can impact. I cannot change what other mothers are doing for other trans kids Mm. but I can change what I can do for my okay I cannot change what the world is doing about politics and society and war but I can go and get to work and make someone say better because I touch them because I hug them because I give them a smile, you know, yes. I cannot change many things. But if we all concentrate in what is close to us, mm-hmm. you know, in the things that are just right here in mm-hmm. our noses, yes. that is the way we impact the world. Mm-hmm. That is the way that the world is going to change. We're so concerned about the big picture. We're missing out the Simple things in life, the waking up and having breakfast with your family, the, you know, the coming home and having your wife greeting you by the door and giving you a kiss. Like, come on, those are the things that if you add them up, will make your life beautiful and you will have no one day to go by without being grateful. Mm. But we miss the picture. We miss the picture. We just look into this whole thing. And that's why, and you are so depressed. And you're making your 
family, the press around you and your friends, and you're making the world, you know, carrying this negative energy because you're not able to see what you already have and what is just so close to you. And when we open our eyes, beauty is everywhere we go. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing your beauty and your loving kindness to my podcast today. I so appreciate you. And for those who may want to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way for them to reach you? I do have a website. It's Alma Alma Lara uh, I C T dot com. Inspire, create, transform. That's um, my my website, and I do have a Facebook page. It's called Almalara Inspire, Create, Transform, and you can message me there. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm in social media. I love Facebook, <laughs> so I'm always there. But yeah, no, it was a pleasure to to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, it makes hearing myself in. It's beautiful. You, I don't get to do that as often, and mm. and it's just nice to to hear myself and know that all these experiences were worth it. You know, to, oh, to, yes. to being in a position where I feel so confident about you know the light that I'm bringing to this world. So really appreciate that. Absolutely. And I will put all of Alma's information in the show notes. And for those who have been listening, thank you so much for being with me and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.